Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? You're in the Father's house. 
Let us go to God in prayer. If you would please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning. And Lord, this morning we recognize that so much of our lives are turned upside down by anxiety, depression, shame. And Lord, we know that in you, we don't have to worry about that. That you come to, to save us from all of those things that we worry so much about. Lord, this morning I ask that you bless the message we're about to receive, the music we're about to play, and the fellowship between all of us. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen.
seated. The scriptures tell us, God's word, if we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. With that scripture in mind, let's go to our Lord. Oh, good and gracious God, we come to you this morning and we do confess that we sin against you. We, we rebel against you. We go our own way. And we need your forgiveness. We plead for your mercy. We ask for a second chance, a third chance. And Father, we thank you that this day, this moment, this very moment, we can be assured that your son Jesus, 2,000 years ago, died for the sins of the world, died for all of our sins. And because of his resurrection on that third day, we have forgiveness and life and joy and peace. Uh, you made everything right so that we can live with you, uh, not just in heaven, but even on this earth, trusting in you. And Father... That is amazing. It is life-changing. Thank you for all that you have done for us. As we pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. And I pray that you know that amazing grace of Jesus that loves and forgives people like you and me. As we continue in worship, a, a couple quick announcements. Uh, I noticed we have some guests here today. We're so glad that you're with us in worship. We invite you to come back. Please do. Uh, but we'd love to know that you're here. So two things. You can either stop at Next Steps, which is in the family gathering area on the way out. Or if you would like, you could text 1C Guest to 94000. And that will let us know that you're here. And then we can perhaps answer any questions you have about mission and ministry here at 1C. If you're here today and you have a prayer request and you would like it included in worship, uh, you, could, you could text to 402-242-5051 a prayer of thanksgiving, maybe a prayer of concern, and we'll include it in worship. In fact, if you're on Facebook Live, you can even use the comment section and we'll include those prayers in our time together in worship. And I just, I feel compelled, you know, every week just to say this. God has blessed every single one of us. He's given us 24-7. He's given us 
gifts and abilities and talents. And God takes great delight when people like you and me use those gifts for the glory of God and to bless other people. And so we just encourage you, pray. Lord, let me be aware of those blessings and let me share those blessings in ways that would honor you. And then third but not last, on the way in, uh, you were encouraged to receive the elements for Holy Communion. And I always like to take a moment just to let you know what this is. About 2,000 years ago, Jesus was in the upper room and they were celebrating the Passover meal. And it was a beautiful thing that they were to remember how God spared his chosen people a long time ago. But at that time, in that upper room, he gave this meal and he said something a little bit different than they had said ever before. He said, this is my body and this is my blood. Here at 1C, we believe in the literal words of Jesus. When he said that, he meant it. And so we believe that it's bread and wine or juice and the body and blood of Jesus to forgive our sins. So if that is your faith, we, in, we invite you, but we encourage you. So if you did not receive these elements uh, before the service started, you can make your way during the next song and go into the family gathering area by the kitchen window and someone will be there to help you with this. Again, may God be glorified always in and through his people. Amen.
to God. concept, right? To give it back to God. And I don't know about you, this crazy COVID and this crazy election time and all the things that are going on in our country and in our world, uh, the burden can seem so heavy and so much. And yet what a beautiful, simple, and yet profound concept. Give it back to God. Let's do so now in prayer. So Lord, we do give this all to you. Um, and we know we could do it with a sense of certainty and confidence. You are so faithful, so loving, so awesome, and so amazing. And so as we give this to you, as we turn to you, as we trust you, we ask now that you would send your spirit so that as we look into your word, as we look into the scriptures, we find the truth of who you are, how you love, and the desires you have for your people. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, uh, I think it was about a month ago, had an opportunity uh, to go to Missouri, and I brought a bunch of people with me. You know, Kristen went. We had a couple of our kids, a couple of our grandkids and friends and um, brother, and we made our way to Missouri. Well, during our time there, um, one of those people, and then all of us, we're trying to teach our two-year-old granddaughter a brand new word. And the word was amazing. And I'll tell you, just to listen to this two-year-old try to say the word and then get the response from other people, she would be smiling. She would say, amazing. And we just loved it. And yet the truth is, really, I think she understood about this much of what that word means. I thought about that in light of the sermon for today. I think there are times that we understand just this much of how amazing God is. But when we get a glimpse, isn't it pretty awesome? It's just, I mean, amazing. Uh, so last night, as I was uh, just chilling on my recliner, I, I posted something on Facebook. And I asked the question, you know, where have you seen God being amazing in your life? And I got a whole bunch of replies to this, so I want to just share with you some of them. Uh, this person starts out saying, where do I begin? I had cancer in my 20s and healed me. Uh, became a mom at 38. God got me a great job. Has done amazing things in my life and got me through tough situations. Another person, my RA pain was bad one night. I was praising him. I added a request for relief to sleep. I felt a warm hand on my hip and pain subsided. It lasted four days. I'm sure it was with his hand. Somebody said just simply salvation. Another person said, I could write a book here. So many miracles I've seen. Most recently, he healed Lawson's hand when it didn't look possible. Another person, I survived a near-fatal car accident 
was given last rites that day, and here I am almost 13 years later by God's grace and mercy. Another person, and I know this person, I go back probably 20 years with them, and she says the word healing, and I know she's talking about her daughter. An amazing story there. How about this one? A seven-year-old with brain cancer, parents are Buddhist, did not want baptism. Doctor shared that the boy, would, the boy would die in the morning. They called the pastor, the boy was baptized, and he is still alive 30 years later. This person said, every day that I open my eyes, another person said, God has blessed us with a beautiful rainbow baby after losing Mila. Um, this person, this goes back probably lots of years, but um, accident with my one-month-old baby girl, and I was told she would not survive the night. God held her, sent doctors to care for her head injury that include, included surgery to remove the right hemisphere of her brain to control seizures. She is a living miracle of God's. By the way, she just celebrated her 57th birthday in July. In fact, I know, and they're going to come up to Columbus area because she, um, uh, the daughter lives somewhere in Nebraska. Uh, let's see. Uh, through God's love, I've survived cancer not once or twice, but three times. Uh, this person said that God has not said, out with the wicked people tells me his love and grace is unending, and I'm grateful. This person said, a huge red sun rising over the mountain. And I don't know if you could tell, but that's not in Nebraska. It's in Tucson. Uh, a whole bunch of other ones that I, I wish I had more time to read, but story after story of where God is Amazing. Would you humor me just for a moment? Would you say amazing like you mean it? Amazing. All right. I'm going to be encouraging you to say that word several times through the, through the sermon, and then I want you to live that out throughout the week and throughout your life. All right? So amazing. So we can go through a big, long list of what's amazing, and your list may be different than mine. I'm going to tell you, one of the most amazing things and moments as a pastor is this. And this is just a snippet of some of the baptisms that took place over the last year. There's many more than this. But these moments are what? Okay, now don't get tired of it. Amazing. God doing something in people's lives. And now, a couple weeks ago, I got to go and baptize my newest, youngest grandson, Micah George. And let me tell you, it was, all right, I think you're getting it. Um, so that's Micah George, uh, that's a friend of uh, my daughter's, and, and that's me. And I'll just tell you, this is the seventh time I got to baptize um, my grandkids, right? I've had seven of them in a row, got to baptize them all every single time I get a glimpse. That's amazing, Heath. I kind of choke up and tears come down. And it happened here. As I'm putting the water on and saying, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, as I'm thinking about what God is doing in the life of Micah George, I found it to be what? Amazing. amazing. Very good. And um, I just think of this and it's like, 
God is so good. God is so loving. Yes, the physical birth was amazing. Little fingers, little hands, little button of a nose, budding personality. But this was even more amazing, knowing God's grace is being extended to somebody named Micah George. Just, I'm loving it. All right. I never put it into context, but it hit me this week. Acts 1.8. You've heard it several times as we've been going through the book of Acts. In fact, this is the last week that we're going to be pausing, and we'll come back to it some other time down the road. Uh, there's still many more chapters to, to endeavor. But here are Jesus' words. Right before he ascended up into heaven, this is after he rose from the dead on the third day, he was speaking to the followers, and he said these words. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And in a sense, it was prophecy. He was saying, you will. You're going to get the Holy Spirit. You will, and you will be my witnesses. And so here in 2020, in Tucson, Arizona, in the living room of my daughter and son-in-law and other people that were there, got to see this grace of God, and I got to witness to what God was doing. Beautiful. Well, what we've seen as we've walked through the book of Acts so far, we've seen the fulfillment of this in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. You can almost check off those, um, those, those towns and regions. God was doing what he promised to do, and he was working through. Now, last week, we got to the moment where we're going to see this part, to the ends of the earth. Remember, Peter was on the rooftop, he was in uh, Joppa, and he was, well, he had fasted for a while, and he was in this trance or dream, and God was going to start doing something in his heart and mind. In fact, I'd like to say it this way, Peter was confused, and then he was set straight. God is going to instruct Peter and then use Peter and help him understand the amazing aspects of who God is and how he works. So, remember, he was in that rooftop, and um, he is, this is the dialogue, Jim Thielen version of it. I wanted to make it shorter. God said, Peter, take eat. Peter replied, surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Now, remember, there were, um, there were laws for God's chosen people of what they could eat or not eat. And Peter, being a good Jew, was following him to the T. And it was almost a sense of pride that he says, I haven't done this. And then God says, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. I'm not sure if Peter still quite understood it yet, but he will. He's going to get it through what he's going to see. So, Remember Cornelius, he sends two people to go get Peter because God told Cornelius to do so. And then we find um, the story of what God wanted to teach. And I'm going to tell you three different things that was really imparted to Peter and to people like you and me. Number one, following God is about relationships and not a religion. Now last week we had that theme up there and we had the same picture, but I want you to focus in a little bit because I think... A picture is worth a thousand words. Over here, if you can see way in the, the foreground, is a car with the, the hood up. It's broken down. And just picture, if you would, 
this family of three broken down and lost and really in need. Now we have this Jesus figure showing up on the scene, understanding their plight, and doing something about it. He takes four suitcases. He takes their baggage, which I think is the metaphor for sin, says, I got this, I got this. And now he's leading the way, and the people are following. And I'm guessing, I'm hoping that these people in this picture are getting that it's not a religion, it's not about what they do or what they can do, it's about what Jesus did for them. And they're going to follow this person named Jesus. All right, another concept is following God is scary and unpredictable endeavor. And isn't that true? I don't know if you've had moments like that. It would be wonderful if every time God called us to do something or go somewhere, it would be like smooth sailing, smooth roads. But more, more than not, often, it is a little scary. Often, it is unpredictable. And yet, that picture before of Jesus being with us, leading us through life's journey. And then thirdly, following God leads to amazing moments. And I think this is where, this is where Peter comes in. This is where Peter's going to see an amazing moment, even after being confused. So remember, he was called. Um, Cornelius went and said, hey, come, you know, Peter. So he goes up to Caesarea, and he preaches. And last week, I went through the list of all the different things that Peter was preaching. And in essence, he was teaching who Jesus is and what did he do. Now we pick up on that text, and, and we're told this. No sooner were these words of, out of Peter's mouth than the Holy Spirit came on the listeners. The believing Jews who had come with Peter couldn't believe it, couldn't believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on an outsider, non-Jews. But there it was. They heard them speaking in tongues and heard them praising God. So get ready to fill in the blank. I think these believing Jews, they were able to see that God is truly amazing. You mean this good news, being part of God's family, is not just for the chosen nation Israel? This good news of God's love is for all people, even somebody like Cornelius? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Continues. Then Peter said, do I hear any objections to baptizing these friends with water? They've received the Holy Spirit exactly as we did. Hearing no objections, he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, the amazing grace of, of God is being ex extended and given freely because of God's love for people. Peter's starting to get it. Um, more people were starting to listen to this. It was starting to move and starting to bubble up and, and just an exciting moment that's going on in the life. But here's a, a I'll just say it's a literary um, style. We, in Acts chapter 10, we have this story, but Luke, the writer, the author, repeats the story almost verbatim. Why? 
There is a, um, I'll just say a saying that I, I often use. When God wants to get the attention of his people, and when God wants to teach a very important truth, he often repeats himself. And I think the reason he needs to repeat himself are for people like you and me. We look at this amazing grace of God and we go like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. And that's true. But he gives us the faith to believe. This amazing grace of God is part of the character of God. And it's been there since the very beginning of time. It's been at creation, even after the fall into sin, God steps back into the moment and says, I've got this. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to give this, this beautiful act of grace and mercy, and I'm going to send my son, and he's going to defeat Satan, and he's going to restore the relationship again. That's the, mo- uh, the movement of God. But I don't know about you. I, I think human nature is very suspicious. Nothing in life is free. And there's always a catch to it. And I'm going to say, yes, it's, it, I think it's a true statement because it did cost something. But it's not a cost that came from us. You see, that's what grace is. It's something that comes to us, nothing that we earn or deserve. It's purely God saying, I think the world of you. I think you're something special because I made you and I want to have a relationship with you forever and ever and ever. And I'm going to do the unthinkable, something that you couldn't even do yourself. That's the story of this grace. This grace is truly making sure you're awake. Now, let me walk you through a couple stories. I said it's been on the heart of God from the very beginning. I believe grace starts at the heart of God and then is kind of communicated. So let's go to Abraham. Here's here's Abraham, really um, somebody on the outside looking in. But God told Abraham to go into the unknown with no map or instruction book. In fact, God told him, I'm going to make you the father of many. I mean, he takes Abraham out and says, look into the star, in the sky, look at the stars. Your descendants are going to be as numerous as that. And we see God's hand of blessing on Abraham, even though Abraham couldn't comprehend it, even though Abraham couldn't see it. God's grace is truly... Okay, I tried to slip that one in. Only a couple of you caught it. So get ready, it's going to come again. Here's the story... God allowed Joseph, now this is the Old Testament Joseph, right? One of 12 in the family. Um, he, He ends up getting beaten up by his brothers, placed into a cistern, okay, a hole in the ground. Um, he is then sold as a slave. He's taken on this caravan all the way out to the east, and he's put into prison, and it looks like the end of the story. And Joseph is, you know, he's not even told what's gonna happen but he stays the course. He's trusting that God is doing something. And through the course of events, Joseph uh, raises up in Egypt, becomes the second most powerful person. He ends up being responsible, again, by the grace of God, to save not just his brothers, but that whole nation of Israel with food because there was a great famine in the land. I mean, again, the story 
This story is about God's what? Amazing grace. Another story. God led Moses with a wild pillar of fire and smoke and led them on unpredictable paths through the wilderness. They were held in slavery for 400 and some years in Egypt. Uh, It looked as if God had forgotten, but God steps into their story again and says, I've got this, I'm here to save you. So through Moses, they're taken out of slavery of Egypt. They're on this journey to the promised land. It takes a little longer than, you know, God intended it to be, but he was there always. And this is just another example of God's amazing grace. Now we get to David, a man after God's own heart, and yet as sinful as you and me. And yet God used David to be a great warrior, a great king, really a shepherd king, because he had a heart for God and for the people. Yeah, he was a sinner. Yeah, he fell flat on his face. But God used him. This is another example of God's amazing grace. Uh, Elijah knew God well enough to call for rain and hear God's gentle whisper in the cleft of the rock. Um, Kind of a long story, but again, God was using the prophet Elijah to speak to his people. Just, again, a beautiful example. Now I'm going to share with you three Bible verses that that I truly believe is God's repeated message for people like you and me. It's a theme that's found throughout the scriptures. It talks about the amazing grace of God through Jesus Christ. So here's the first one. In Romans chapter 3, Paul says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who, okay, just be ready to answer this. If somebody calls on the name of the Lord, doesn't matter who they are, what's going to happen? They'll be saved. Anyone? Somebody who has done horrific, terrible things in their life? Yeah. But really, it, it's really tough to picture that. Because we always look and we talk about the consequence of life and, oh my goodness, God must be looking down and saying, this person is a lost cause. Guess what? His grace is greater than sin. Do you understand that? I hope you do. I struggle with it sometimes because I'll sit back and say, I hope somebody gets their just desserts, right? I mean, that's how we live in this world. And yet God looks down and says, I can't wait for the moment when somebody who is a screw-up, somebody who is broken, somebody who has fallen flat on their face can see my love for them. I can't wait for that moment. I can't wait. That is amazing. Now, this theme keeps going. So we'll go to Galatians 3. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There is no male or female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. Then we go to Colossians 3. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian. Who are the barbarians? Right there. All of us. If you think of what a barbarian is, is a very self-centered, very selfish person that has no regard for others. And I know we'd like to think that we're not that way, but the truth is, your sin and my sin causes us to be 
like a barbarian, self-centered. But just think about this. But Christ is all and in all. And I, and I really believe there is no, no sin that is greater than God's grace. That's what makes it. This one was a kind of sneaky one. Amazing. Amazing. Now, after all this talk, I hope when you see something like John 3.16, I don't know about you, this is, this is the, probably the most familiar Bible verse in the world. At sporting events, you will see a John 3.16 held up on a sign. And a lot of people will know, yeah, isn't that something about God's love and no one perish and whatever? Don't, don't go by this, this word whoever. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. We are the whoever. We are those who, because of sin, would be on the outside forever. But God says, no, I don't want that. I want you to be with me forever and ever and ever. And this message is not just for you. This message is for those in our household, those in our neighborhoods, those at our workplaces, those in our schools, those wherever we go. This message of God's amazing grace is to be for all people. So two-step process. Number one, by faith, understand this and believe it. This grace is for me. It's amazing. It's life-changing. But then number two, I think like Peter had this epiphany, this understanding, this grace is to be for everyone. And maybe you're going to have a Cornelius in your life. In other words, somebody who's over here and, you know, I'm, you know I don't want to do this. God is going to call us to share this amazing grace to all kinds of people. And my prayer for you and for me is that we would be ready. We would say, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go with this amazing grace and I want to share it to everyone because it's a matter of heaven and hell. It's a matter of being with Jesus forever or not. May God grant us such a faith to believe that this is amazing and then live that out in our lives. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to your house this morning where we lay our cares, concerns, and our burdens at the foot of the cross. Hear our prayers from our 1C family. Prayers for my dad, Joe, to be clear from infection and to come home soon to heal and recover. For my mom, who is battling cancer, for the surgeries she will undergo and that the end is soon and she gets through it with her head held high. Prayer for our son to grow and continue to be healthy. Lord, I ask that you please pray and watch over the family of one of my best friends who passed away last Monday. I just ask that you pray for his family as they are going through a lot right now. He had his funeral yesterday, and that was hard for everyone. They just need all the prayers they can get right now. 
for my cousin, Kimberly Starosik's family. Kim passed away on Monday, and her funeral is tomorrow in Omaha. For a very good friend, took his life by suicide this past Monday. Prayers for his family, and especially his twin brother. For my brother-in-law, Donnie, who is in the nursing home, and my two nephews, Jefferson and Nathan, who are deployed, may you bring them back safe. For Barb Michael, she fell and cracked her hip this morning. Prayers for a speedy recovery and relief from pain. Lord, please bless the Holler family. Their son was born at one pound, eight ounces. Give his little body strength and help him continue to grow healthy and strong. For my mom to get better from her surgery and a great birthday for Elise. Happy birthday to a wonderful daughter today. Wishing Mom Elise a happy birthday, full of God's grace and mercies. Have a fantastic day. We love you to the moon and back. Dear Lord, thank you for my daughter's successful hip surgery. Please help her heal quickly, and please take away her pain. Please help also help her financially. And thank you, Lord, for my daughter's continued improvement, and please continue to help her improve. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through some very dark times recently. Thank you for walking with and carrying us through day by day. Dear Lord, please put a hedge of protection around my family and friends. Please help us keep us healthy and safe. And help us to guide down the path you've laid down for us. Please be with all the producers and keep them safe through the harvest. Almighty God, your grace is amazing. Your mercy is never ending and your love is unconditional. We thank you for hearing our prayers, spoken and unspoken in our hearts. Grant us your healing, your peace, and your forgiveness through your son Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. like to invite you to please take the elements out at this time. And I'm going to begin by sharing scripture. These are the words that we find in the Bible that Jesus spoke with this meal. And then after I share that scripture with you, then I'll invite you to take uh, the elements. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. So if you would, take the bread and take and eat. This is the body of Christ given for you.
And if you would take the juice, the wine, and take and drink, this is the blood of Jesus shed for you. We pray. Absolutely amazing, Lord, how you take care of your, your people. The way in which you love us and you nurture us. The way in which you forgive our sins. The way in which you give us strength to live our lives here on this earth. So thank you for this very precious meal given out of love and received by faith. May we go from here assured of your love and strengthened for the journey. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, Above all wonders the world has ever known Above all wealth and treasures of the earth There's no way to measure what you're worth Crucified, laid behind a stone Above all, above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before. all thrones, above all wonders this world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're Stone, you live to 
rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me above all yeah like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall thought of me above all the amazing grace of God is life-changing Greg, some announcements. Yes. Um, we have a new disciple launch coming up October 11th. And that is an opportunity if you're new to 1C or you've been coming for a while and would, would like to learn more about who we are as a church, what we believe, our history, our mission. Love to have you join us for that. Um, also, Wednesday evenings, we have exploration. We have Bible studies for all ages from potty training three-year-olds all the way up through adults. Um, different classes for you to join. Love to have you join us for that. Um, again, Wednesdays. If you need help registering for any of these events or have any questions, please stop by Next Steps and we'd be able to help you with that. Great. I don't think there is a week that goes by where we don't get a phone call from somebody in our community, sometimes one of our own members, who's having a hard time, whether it's emotionally or spiritually or physically. And, you know, there was a member of our church a couple months ago that was moved to give a gift to the church, $5,000, in order to be for this, what we call the, the Grace Fund, where it can help out people in need. But they did say, we'd like to make this a matching gift. So far, we are up to about $3,500 of that matching gift. Uh, so you still have an opportunity, if you are so moved, to give towards that so that we can keep helping those in our community that are still being affected by COVID and a whole bunch of other things. So just prayerfully consider that and give us a call at the church if you have questions. I think that's all for the announcements, but I'd like to invite you to stand as I share with you the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Bad news everywhere Broken hearts in need of prayer But there's hope
Serve the Lord.